Hey everyone, and welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast, where we hope to inspire you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible. I'm Andrew. I'm Zach, and like all good podcasts, we start off with some words of wisdom from our captain just now. Andrew said, let's hit record and see what happens. And yeah, so that's... I, kind of the plan we walk in with most nights, isn't it? <laughs> it's kind of. like I think the last episode was a rarity where I actually had show notes. <laughs> you had lots of prep last, last time, and it was something you did want to talk about. You'd been talking to me about tempo and threshold for a while. And I'll admit, I shared with you when we caught up on the weekend, I actually went out and did a run the day after that last podcast we did, and I was very consciously thinking about tempo versus threshold. Nice. I, I learned something from a podcast that I was on. Isn't that fun when that happens? It is. I think that's the best way to learn is when you teach. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I find that that's absolutely true because, you know what, I did the same thing. I went out uh, the next day or whenever it was because I, I did my 18-kilometer run on Monday, and I did the same thing. I went nine kilometers easy at about 6.15, and then I took it to a tempo which I kept for the second nine kilometers was about 5.15 to 5.30. Not a threshold, but a tempo. Yeah, no, it was good. And well done on that run after going out on the weekend with me at the Yangs and Dude, going was, up and down Flinders a couple of times. I was really sore. Like, I, my quads <laughs> were killing me. But it was yeah. good. It was, like, good. That was a tough run. Um, thank you also for the nice little shout out to, to me and the group in the mini you did this week, talking about the importance of community. And, oh, you uh, do listen. The, I do listen occasionally <laughs> when I'm not on it myself. Um, I, I also listen to your other podcast occasionally, the one that you're on without me. This um, oh. <laughs> which is which, which I find interesting because it's meant to be about like geek and pop culture. But you end up talking about working out a lot. Yeah, well, do you know what? We, we talk, like, <laughs> this latest episode that we did, I actually recorded a new introduction for it. And the, the start of that introduction was literally, uh, Welcome to the Kryptonian Chronicles, the podcast about nothing and everything. Because, um, yeah, like, the last, the latest episode, we spoke for, like, almost an hour and a half. We got some fitness stuff in there. We got some film and television stuff. We got some cosplay stuff. Like, just a lot of stuff. Uh, but Jake... Jake and I, we, we, the problem is we always like bring it into that fitnessy place and it's like hard to get out once you're in there. Yeah, once you're in there, you start talking about reps and squats and all that sort of shenanigans and you both guys both know your stuff. It's pretty obvious from listening to you talk. So, yeah. It's, like, yeah, it's, it's good. It's like it's the uh, Kryptonian barrier. Mm. <laughs> and, and so which muscles felt different uh, on Monday after doing some hill work for the first time in a long time? I'd say probably my quads because uh, mm. I, uh, yeah, because we, you and I were bounding down. At, the first time we came down fast. Yeah, pretty good rate. And that is, that's tough on your quads. And so I think, yeah, my calves, my calves a little bit, but mostly my quads. Mm. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, but, you know, in, in that long run the next day, I kind of, the first maybe kilometer was kind of, I was like, oh, this sucks. But that's kind of like with most, most runs, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and then, yeah, I just kind of got over it and there we went. Yeah, no, it, it was a good run. It's, it's great to be out of restrictions and actually able to travel uh, into regional Victoria. For, for those listeners that aren't Melbourne-based or aren't based in the western side of Melbourne or even in Australia, we're in a really interesting situation, Andrew and I, which whenever they bring in like, a 10 kilometer or a 20 kilometer radius because the suburb we're in is very 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 western melbourne we actually can't cross over into regional so even though these mountains called the yuyangs that we talk about all the time are only like 11 kilometers away as the crow flies and well within our 25 kilometer radius 
we can't actually go to them because we'd be crossing over into regional Victoria and they've separated metro and regional whenever uh, Melbourne gets into a bit of a COVID crisis. So we've literally been sitting there for three weeks waiting to get out there and do it. And mm. I think a lot more sessions coming um, for you between now and Bright to get yeah, ready for that ultra. Definitely. Like it was, <clears throat> it's definitely a good, you know, even if I'm out there once, you know, a week, once every two weeks at minimum, uh, it's just good. Like, and just if nothing else, like what we were talking about, like practicing running downhill, not that I'm going to do the ultra to try to win the thing, but I do want to be comfortable running downhill so I can gain some time because there's a 14 hour cutoff, but that doesn't mean that I want to be out there for 14 hours. Correct. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, there you go. And um, the other thing that happened this week, I got back into the gym yesterday for the yep. first time in like three or four weeks. It was really interesting. I was talking to Terrence, my strength coach there. And I was like, hey, listen, you know, I've been working out at home with dumbbells for the last couple of weeks whilst we've been in lockdown. And, you know, what should I expect, you know, coming back in and doing like, you know, powerlifting training for the first time in a long time. And he gave me some really interesting feedback. He was like, you won't actually be that weak. Like three weeks, you don't lose a lot of strengths. Mm. What you do lose is you, you, you lose the nervous system familiarity with yeah. doing the weights. And so you're going to feel really slow. And you're probably going to feel like you're working harder than you were three weeks ago when you were in the groove, but you're actually not going to be that less weak. And then he got into a whole conversation about strength muscle versus slow twitch. And we were talking about how as runners, when we're long distance runners, we take two days off and we think we've lost all fitness altogether. <laughs> um, but he was saying that's very different to what power lifters do. And then at the other extreme, you've got like bodybuilders who if they go like eight hours without getting the pump up, they feel like they're losing yeah. the whole thing as well. So it was, a, it was a really interesting conversation. Terrence is a funny guy. He's like he's six foot one or so, so he's fairly tall, but not as tall as me. But he's probably twice my weight. Right. Like he's just massive, and so he looks like this massive, muscly dude. But he knows his stuff. Like some of the stuff that comes out of his mouth, where he's talking about lymphatic systems and nervous and all this sort of stuff. I'm like, are you a doctor? He's like, yeah. no, no, I just know my shit. Yeah, yeah. that's and that you know there are like I'm, that's not the like I. And the type of trainer that I'm, I'm very much when I when I speak to my clients, it's very much ABC. I mean, the clients that want to know that stuff are very few and far between. So I find that I never get a chance to talk about it. Ergo, I kind of lose it. So like, I have the basic stuff. So I know how to get you in shape. I know how to re help you reach your goals. But if somebody's like, what part of this works the lymphatic system? I'm like, dude, I have to look that up because I can't remember. <laughs> We've got the internet for that random person that I'm training. Well, do you know what? I, yeah, and I don't feel so bad because whenever I'm in the doctor and I tell them what my symptoms are, first thing they do is Google it every <laughs> no. time. I'm like, what the Seriously? Yeah. Are you going to like a doctor in like a van on the side of the road or something? Or? Yeah, he might not be a doctor. I don't know. <laughs> Does he also sell like random meat and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. And his stethoscope is pretty rusty. So I'm actually, okay. I'm pretty sure it's a toy. So I don't know. Interesting. Hey, are you still... Um, vegetarian or still training you know very uh, rarely with meat in your diet or no I've, I've actually switched back over a few months back to like having a lot more meat just because okay. i wasn't finding any real big differences uh that being said uh i kept some of the the vegan stuff in like the tofu and the tempeh just because i like it it's, i'm eating a lot of tempeh lately yeah i really yeah. like it um I, I i do eat a lot more vegetables um than i was i still do greens and everything but yeah, I, I eat about a kilo of kangaroo mints a day. So Right, wow. My eldest daughter, who's 13, she in the last month or so 
um, decided that she was vegetarian. Uh, and we're still trying to work out, is it for animal reasons or is it for health reasons or is it for, you know, 13-year-old girls decide to do stuff like this? I don't know. Um, but we've, we've sort of, you know, didn't fight it for a while, but we're making like dual meals for a little mm. bit there. And it's just got a little bit too hard. So what yeah. we've done is the whole family has basically gone vegetarian now, uh, you know, for four, four or five days a week. Uh, and what we'll do is on weekends, for like, you know, takeaway on a Friday night or something on a Saturday night, we'll probably introduce some meat there. But the rest of the time we've gone vegetarian. Uh, and it's quite interesting because I've been watching like the NBA playoffs are into like the, the second and third round at the moment. Mm. And there's a player there by the name of Chris Paul, who a couple of years ago really started going for a plant-based lifestyle. Yeah. And he reckons it completely transformed the way that he operates. And Similar to you, I haven't seen any real advantages to going vegetarian for the last six weeks or so, but I also haven't seen any negatives. It's yeah, well, not like I've lost energy or anything. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I mean, maybe I didn't do it long enough, but I did it for quite a while. I did it for at least like six months. Um, yeah, that's if, longer than I've been on yeah, so far. Um, and I, like, yeah, I didn't notice any big changes, but no, I didn't notice any disadvantages. I certainly, I mean, and now that I'm, I've switched back into meat, I don't really feel any different. But again, I don't really feel worse. But when I'm 80, we'll find out how that's all. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. It's lots of beans. It's lots of tofu. It's lots yeah. of tempeh. Um, you know, pasta and rice, which for me as a, as a cardio running person is fine. I eat a lot of that anyway. Yeah, um, and, and my daughter will still eat um, fish. So tuna and salmon and stuff, she's still in as well. So nice. probably more pescatarian than full vegetarian. But, yeah, it's interesting. I'll, I'll, I'll keep an eye on it. But so far... Yeah, I've been thinking about, obviously, the impact that, you know, meat and red meat and all that has to the environment and yeah. what goes into producing it. I've been reading about all that sort of stuff for the last year, a couple of years, and the impact on climate change, and then reading about more and more professional athletes getting into it. Um, I, I was I was very eager to give it a go. So I would say I am a strong advocate for a plant-based lifestyle so far. Right on. Hmm. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. It will, yeah. Um, now, you were talking before about, potentially not wanting to go out and win the Spartan uh, yeah. that you're doing in Bright in October. But then you were telling me, and the reason why we wanted to jump on and have a chat tonight is because you were telling me about a bloke in Spartan, in America, I think it was, mm. who did something, let's start with interesting and yeah. see where the conversation goes from there. Tell me and the listeners what the situation was. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, there is a Spartan athlete, he's a pro athlete, his name is Robert Killian. He's one of the best in the world. As a matter of fact, I think right now he is the reigning world champ. And now when I say he's a pro athlete, I mean he's a pro athlete. Like at one point he was doing this stuff to do this stuff, right? Like this is his – this is how he rolls. I mean this is a guy that I'm pretty sure in World's Toughest Mudder, the 24-hour thing, did like 100 miles or something, maybe more. Uh, so he's he's in shape. He's fit AF, right? So yeah. over the weekend he did a – I think it was a stadium event at AT&T Stadium – and he basically, he ran his elite wave as per normal. Mm -hmm. And he was doing really well. He missed the spear throw. And again, for those of you who don't know, if you miss any of the obstacles, you have to do burpees. And if you're racing and you have to do burpees, that can really screw up your time. So he missed the spear throw. He ended up basically coming in fourth place. This is in the elite. This is the best of the best. Correct. This is prize money and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, so what's what length event? It was, a, it was a 5K sprint. It was a sprint. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so what he did – now, and I will preface this, and you'll all hear that I'm kind of in two minds about this. So I'll preface this by saying he normally – this guy and many of the pros normally do run multiple laps. 
So they'll finish their elite wave and then they'll go run with the age group just to just to get training under them because especially for somebody like Robert Killian who is a full-time – he actually has another full-time job. He's in the military. For him, if he can get out there and do some training on the course, he's going to do it. He's going to go out and run multiple laps. The problem – so basically – well, I'll, I'll let you all decide. situation. Yeah, the situation. Mm-hmm. So he took a timing chip. He went to registration. He he got a timing chip to do the age group. Now, the age group is a a, a the a step down, if you will, from the elites, mm. right? So they're not professional. They are they are competitive, but they're not competi- uh, professional. He raced in the age group, and he won. Okay. And he took the podium. Right. So, and the thing is, people have like lost their minds about this like one of one of the podcasts that i listen to orm obstacle course racing media posted something on instagram and people just started instead of commenting on the thing it turned into one of those you're an idiot you're an idiot you're an idiot debates which is never fun so So people are saying that he shouldn't have podiumed well the thing is okay so he basically the, the the way that i looked at it originally if I get a chance to run with an elite athlete, I'm like, dude, that's exciting. Like, I'm running right now. I'm literally competing with the best in the world. That's going to make me race harder. And what an honor. I, I always enjoy the first 12 seconds of the Melbourne Marathon where I can see the elites before they head off ahead of me. And then I see them at like the 35-kilometer mark as they're on their way back, and I'm at like 12. Yeah. Um, but that 12 seconds with it's the elites, 12 does, it does fill me with, you know, something. Exactly, right? Hmm. Uh, so that's what that's what I'm thinking, and then but then you start thinking about it, and okay, so with the age group, if you're in, I think it's top five, you qualify for certain things in terms of elite racing. This is stuff he probably doesn't need to qualify for because he doesn't he's already need to. An elite. Correct. So ah. he doesn't need. So potentially he's taking that spot, that qualifying spot, away from at least one person. Is the qualifying spot the big deal here, or is there money involved as well? Uh, there's, uh, I don't think that there's money involved in the age group, but it is like a, it, to qualify for something, especially like world championships or, or whatever it is uh, that they were going for to qualify. It's like an elite has just sort of taken that spot away from me. An elite and who is probably already going. Ex- yeah, and I, it's one of those things where I don't think he thought about that. I no. really don't. Like, I don't think he would have done this just to be a jerk. But it also begs the question, because the more I started thinking of it, like, the first, at first I was thinking about, it's cool, whatever, like, he's motivational. But then I saw him do an interview with uh, Matt oh. B. Davis. Yeah. And now I've always, like, look, I've always been a fan of Robert Killian. I think the guy's a freaking champ. He beasts it. Like, I've seen him do some serious stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think he's great. But this interview that he gave, he was so, like, um, concerned with letting us all know that he's full-time and in the military, as if that kind of excuses him and makes it okay for him to do stuff. Like, like yeah. as if, you know, it matters more that he is doing that than, say, that uh, the other people that are running because they're not in the military. And, and it kind of rubbed me – it sort of rubbed me the wrong way because it came off – as a bit arrogant. I don't know if that's what he meant, uh, but I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know why it would, I don't know why I would think it was arrogant or not. I don't know him. I don't know him from a 
you know, my ass from my elbow kind of thing. Like, yeah, because um, yeah. I, I don't like I've seen him give interviews at the end of a race, but how much can you really tell because they're so tired? Yeah. Um, but it's just it like it just made me feel like it was kind of an ego stroke that he did this. Like he missed the spear throw and now he's going to run and win. Right. So he's he... basically going to show like anyone in the open age category who might've criticized him. Like, cause you know what we do as spectators, we see a professional athlete do something not perfect and we jump on them and say, Oh, they no good. Like, a guy the other day missed two free throws and every amateur basketball player was like, oh, how can you miss two free throws? I'm like, well, you go take two free throws in front of 20,000 people after playing 45 minutes with the best yeah, athletes in the see, world. And that's yeah. that's the interesting thing. Like, there are so many, like, armchair warriors just, like, yes. putting their two... Like, I, I have seen so many people, like, you know, he had a disadvantage because he already ran a race. And my argument with that is he ran a sprint, this is yep. Robert Killian. He is the best of the best. He is used to running huge distances. I don't buy that. But yep. I also come from the side of, well, yeah, I guess he did run a sprint and the initial mm. adrenaline is gone. Um, okay. So separate what he did from his attitude afterwards because it seems like you had one perspective when you mm. were just considering what happened based on the facts and then you've sort of – turned around to a different perspective once you've heard him sort of respond yeah. to or comment on the criticism. Mm. So do you think just, I mean, there must be a precedent here for someone having done the elite and then I gone into the age group. I mean, I don't know that there, because it happens all, like it happens all the time. Yeah. Like the elites run multiple laps all the time. So what do the rest of them do? Just get to the finish line and stop and wait for five other people to go ahead I of them? And like, I don't know. Like it's never, I've never really seen, like it's never just been brought to the forefront like this. And I don't know okay. why it has been. And like, I don't know. I, mean, I guess not thinking about his attitude, my opinion, which doesn't matter. Of course, it really doesn't. But I would think that the kind of, cool thing to do quote unquote would have been okay I came in first place maybe I should take myself out of the race and actually not take the podium like I, I heard one take on it today and the guy was like well if he didn't take the podium that's disrespectful to the rest of the racers and I'm, I guess mm. but at the same time it's like well okay maybe then maybe take the podium but bring up the second third and fourth person yeah i don't know like i don't know what the answer is i just i feel like he shouldn't i feel like he should have especially when there's qualifying things involved taken himself out and not gotten a timing chip mm. is all the onus on him like is anyone questioning what the organizers did or saying that the organizers should have done something different well no that's that's the other part of the problem so basically when you do a spartan event in a stadium like that you're yeah. basically at the mercy of AT&T Stadium, like that um, that security. So basically, right. he can go up to the thing and ask for a timing chip and probably... They would know that he's this person. Well, yeah. I mean, if he's going back, uh, security's yeah. not going to stop him because they don't know who he is. Uh, yeah. And the person who is giving him the timing chip that does work for Spartan, I mean, these are just volunteers. They're not going to say no. Yeah, and they're probably like, oh, my goodness, the Michael Jordan of our sport has just yeah. come up and asked to get involved. Of course I'm going to say yes. Exactly. So mm. that's the thing. Like, I mean, I think I, I, I think I heard something about the Spartan uh, organizers did come out and say something, and they were like, I think they 
kind of they kind of condemned it but didn't at the same time. So it was kind of like they... I mean, did they give whoever came in sixth the qualifying spot to this thing that they missed out on because he was coming in first? I don't think so. And I don't... Because mm. that was the other thing was, okay, if this guy took first place, then does that actually just nullify that rule and then we yeah. give two, three, four, five, and six the qualifications. But I don't think that that's how they work. I don't think that yeah, that's how they're going to do it. it. It feels like there'd need to be some sort of rule at a general Spartan level which says if you've competed in a quote-unquote higher level event and then you drop back and you do another event, mm-hmm. you can finish but you don't interrupt qualifying or anything. So you yeah. can still come first. But And that's where my question was, what if prize money gets involved? Like what if he was sitting there going, oh, I missed out on the money in the elite. So I'm going to go get the money in the open age because, you know, these people are professionals because they earn a living from doing this stuff. Yeah. You need to get paid yeah. to earn a living. So maybe that was there. Um, but it sounds like it's more about qualifying times than money that's the problem. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I think so mm. too. And I just, there are so many like opinions on it, like so many people and kind of myself included, again, I don't know if it's the right thing because I don't know him, but it's just... The more I heard him talk about it, and the more like, yeah. like if you ever get, if you get a chance, Ops Course Racing Media. Uh, I just looked on, it up as you were YouTube. talking. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can you can see, and he's not like a a dick or anything, but he does certainly give off like, uh, oh well, you know, I'm like I'm like a full time worker, so I'm gonna do kind of this and get my race in. Like he didn't. I don't. I can't remember if he really seemed, and not that he has to express any. Um, uh, remorse or anything. It's. I mean, I guess he has the right to do whatever he wants. It's just kind of like, I just don't feel like it was an ethical thing mm. to... T- I think for me, the thing that bothers me the most is that he actually, he took the podium. Okay. After taking, he took fourth place in his race and then raced in age group and took the podium. I don't know why it bothers me. That bothers me the least hearing you talk about it. Like I'm sitting there listening to you talk and I'm like, okay, if he wants to go in there and podium in that event and take the prize money for that event because that's how he earns his living, that's cool. I don't like him taking the spot away from someone else who could have qualified. That's the one that bothers me the most. I haven't heard him speak, so I can't comment on his attitude. Mm. Um, But it doesn't sound like he's being very you know, fair about it. But yeah, uh, I think, uh, yeah, why would, why is, what's the podium matter? Like some taking an opportunity, like you said, for an amateur person to go in and lose to someone who's elite. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And that's kind of like where I started, right? That's kind of cool. Like I've just, I race, I lost, but I lost to Robert Killian, right? Okay. Um, and that's, and then then you get into the other thing where... So we're in like, the stages of grief here. You're further yeah. along the stages of grief. Yeah. I'm still trying to bargain. I, I like, keep I'm going back and forth, yeah. I'm into anger. But it, it, it raises up another point. It's like, well, why do we race? Do we race for the podium and the medal? Or do we race because it's fun and because it's a fun journey to stay healthy? Well, it depends on how fast you are. When but I yeah. can win, I'm racing for the podium and the medal. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, there you go. Like, but... When now, does it... Yeah, you're right. Now the person who came second is like, oh, man, what? how was I, you know, this was my race to win. But then yeah. this guy who just raced dropped down into my event. And then when does it start being too much about that stuff and not mm. enough about just the love of doing what you're doing? Yeah. I mean, I, I know I get it. Like, But in the age group, I don't think that there's any money involved. But, you know, I get it. You know, in your professional, if you're a professional racer, there's more to it than just the love of running. Like, yeah. 
You know, if you're like an Elliot Kipchoge, for example, you're yeah. you, obviously you love running, but there's more to it than that. That's your livelihood. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you've got a reputation to uphold. Mm. Um, and, you know, was he possibly sitting there going, oh, I feel a little bit embarrassed because I didn't come um, first um, or in the top three and now I need to go prove myself. And there's that little bit of competitive athlete and, and thing as well. But see, then I look at that and I'm like, if that's how he feels, that's kind of lame. Like, if that's why yeah. he did it. Because, I mean, when I tell, like, the difference between an elite athlete and an age group athlete in Spartan yeah. is redonkulous. Like, an elite athlete can start 20 minutes after an age grouper in, like, a beast. Yep. Or even an hour after uh, an age grouper in a beast and still lap them. Um, not, so, well, I'm I mean, at the, previous... top, the top elites, anyway. I'm looking at a previous Dallas event and there was prize money for elites and no prize money for age group. Yeah, and I don't, I so, don't think there is prize money for age group. Okay, so prize, so age group is all about the podium. And so maybe that's why people are a little bit more upset that he took A, a podium position and B, a qualifying for another race away. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. So yeah, it's just an interesting, th yeah, it's a really interesting thing. I mean, somebody on the instagram likened it to like i think it was lebron james that they mentioned and they were like it'd be like if lebron james came in yeah you know played at the amateur basketball but then i heard another good point today basically um on this podcast mm -hmm. the guy was like well do you know what happens to a major league athlete in the in baseball when they get injured they get sent down to the minors yes and they play in the minors yep and and in soccer as well. Yeah. If you come out of Premier Division, you go back and you play in first or second or something like that to get back into it. Yeah. Exactly. And and for the minors, it's like wow. Right now we're playing alongside. I don't know. I don't know who plays baseball anymore. Derek Jeter. He retired, but that's the only one I could think of. Yeah. Whereas uh, Hank Aaron is, was good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Babe, Babe Ruth. Ruth. I've heard good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like the three baseball players I know. It. That's all. Um, <laughs> But, like, it's interesting, like, the Spartan community has gotten so pissed. Like, like I, I'm more curious about what people think, and I have my opinions, but I also come from the place where I respect Robert Kalian as an athlete. I don't think he's a jerk-off. Mm -hmm. I just think that he made maybe not a great decision. But some people in the Spartan community are just, like, losing their minds. Like, they're just... So this is a big deal. In like, the Spartan community. Apparently. like Is this like um, Vaporfly levels? I think past that. Okay. To give you context, uh, mm. Matt B. Davis, ORM, Obstacle Horse Racing Media. Yeah. Um, dude, for the first time ever, turned off comments to really? the post that he made about it because people were getting that passionate and worked up about it. The only reason you do anything on the internet is to get comments and likes. So that's, if you turn that off. That's then... exactly what his co-host said. He said, let's oh, really? be honest, Matt, you did this for this. And he's like, well, kind of. <laughs> okay. So so when is he likely to race again, Killian, and have to confront this or confront? Like, would anyone say anything to him in um, person or? I don't know. Like, I, I'm not sure when his next race is. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to – it wouldn't be like an official thing because they can't make it an official thing because it mm. all – it happens. Like they go out and they run multiple laps. Yeah. But 
I don't know what I, I I don't know what somebody would say like slap him on the wrist don't do this again for a while because people think you're a jerk off I don't know yeah it seems like they need to either the elites need to come together and just sort of go hey listen let's not if this happens let's stop our watch a minute before the finish line and then just kind of hang back and you know we all agree that we don't come in top ten or something like that mm. or Spartan needs to turn around and say, this is the rule. You know, if you've raced in a higher grade event, you can run in the event and you can finish whatever time you want, but you will not be awarded podium or stuff like that because you've effectively come down. Yeah. And I think um, probably this will turn into something like, I think this might set a precedent uh, moving mm-hmm. forward because I mean, let's be honest, Spartan's still relatively young. Like yes, they're still, very much so. Yeah, they're still learning. Like there's still, I mean, still things come up where it's like, oh, we better make a rule about that because yeah, when they first started Spartan, they were never thinking to themselves, well, what happens if a, an elite runs and they win? And I mean, it's so funny because if you think about it, in the Olympics, we all applaud it. If someone does the 100, 200, 4 by 100, 400, they're putting themselves through a lot more stress and pressure. So we applaud them for competing in multiple events. Mm -hmm. But I guess all those events are quote-unquote equal. They're different distances, but they're still best of the best world level. And they're not not professional athletes, though. Yeah, (laughs) that's right, because no one in the Olympics gets paid for anything. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, um, But here in Spartan, it's like, well, you know, this is a clearly, there is a talent difference between the open age group and the elites. The elites are very much elite interesting mm. Mm. so we're, we're we're to from here just i guess we followed the story see what happens yeah i'm, I'm gonna, gonna go check out that article so yeah i think you should watch it's, it's like about a 20 minute interview on on youtube it's it's worth a watch uh it's very yep. interesting um but you'll see what i mean by him bringing up his military things a few times yeah and it's kind I'm... of like like i respect that like i was i i did time in the military i get it but i would never use that to excuse anything it's like, a very divisive thing isn't it and in america and australia people's military service and whether or not that should afford them special privileges or is the whole point of military service that it's service and so you kind of did it and you know you're respected for it but you don't go out of your way to, yeah, to draw like, attention to it i, I mean I, I i just I, I don't yeah i i guess coming from that I see it as it was my choice and I'm not going to burden that choice. I'm not going to burden anyone else with that choice because like who cares if I was in the military and if you were working at McDonald's, like you're Mm. still just as valuable and as worth anything as I am. You shouldn't have any less privileges than I do. Hey, look at the way we handled out vaccines here in Australia during COVID. Military and hamburger workers were both on the first um, release because they were both considered essential workers. So, you, you know, going by your analogy, they're exactly the same. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously being part of the military carries the risk of enormous disadvantage at some point. Okay. Um, but there are also advantages to being in the military, such as, you know, subsidised housing and you know insurance schemes and a whole bunch of stuff um that and you know, i'm not you can saying get access that they to, yeah. don't deserve like they do just like it is a like mm. it all everything aside it's 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 a courageous thing to join the yep. military much respect for all of those who are in the military and do that work mm. and fight for us to be able to have these conversations yeah. under the freedom of speech right um but yeah i don't know there you go mm. it seems like an interesting thing to pull out in an argument about running around a stadium and, you know, going up and down certain obstacles and pretending that yeah. you're a Roman legionnaire yeah. for 20 it, minutes. Yeah. It's like, 
If you drop the military card, that's not where you drop yeah. it. Yeah, and you like, know, you... I mean, I kind of get it because he was sort of getting at the fact that he works full time and this is his training. But at the same mm. time, it's like it just the way he was saying it. You'll get maybe maybe I misread it, but I'll be interested to see what you think about it. Okay, I, I will go watch the episode and then I will let you know what I think and whether or not he was being a dick. Are you being a dick? Is everyone a dick but me because I'm the only one that's right? I mean, these are all valid options. I mean, obviously, the third option is the, the answer. I like the third option. I'm yeah. going to be honest. That's kind of where I'm biased towards right I, now. I feel yeah. like everybody listening to this podcast will side with you no matter what you do. Yeah, fair enough. Well, I'm just going to not send the podcast to them if they don't. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so what else is happening? Anything else did you want to no. talk about? Or? That, that's all I had. I was just curious yeah. to see what you thought about it. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming we'll still be sponsored by Spartan after this episode. Interesting. Well, I mean, yeah, maybe they'll want us to talk even more about it. Maybe we could stir up the debate or get involved in the rules committee. Do, do you know what? I I do have the contact info of one of the guys at Spartan that runs the races here. I'm curious to see if he would talk about it. I don't think mm. he would. I just because it's not one. It's one of those things that's not like, oh, we better not talk about it. But it's also one of those things where it's like, oh, better oh, not talk about it. <laughs> I think that the, you know this is not a crisis, but crisis management 101. Admit that something's happened get in front of it, mm. you know, and, and like leaving this stuff unsaid and letting the internet, like if this is really such a big deal in the Spartan community, letting it bubble along for a couple of weeks, it, it, it's just not yeah. going to go away it, unless it just, a worse it, crisis happens. Right. It, it, it kind of makes them look not great if they don't just say something. Like even if it's just saying, yep, he was wrong, he shouldn't have done that. That's all. Yep. I mean, do you know, again, but again, they don't owe that to anybody either. No. But yeah, I don't know. No. What they do do is they do owe our listeners 15% off any Spartan races in Australia when they go to the Spartan website and they enter using the code. Superman. I had to think about that. <laughs> did you forget your own code? I did because we have two codes now. So I'm like, wait, which one is it? <laughs> it's such a good discount. Yes. So Superman gets you 15% off any Spartan races for an individual. Yes, uh, individual. If you have uh, more than five or six people racing, contact me directly through the Breaking the Barrier pod, uh, podcast Instagram or the Melbourne Superman Instagram. Uh, let me know. I'll get the admin fee waived. Uh, they uh, they have opened up some new heats for Bright and Touradin still. So, you know, do that. But the, the coupon code is for Australia wide. And if you are going to do a Spartan, again, after you visit the Spartan AU website and use the coupon code Superman, make sure that you visit the generationyoucan.com.au website so you can fuel for those races using the code Breaking the Barrier to get yourself 15% off for your first purchase with their patented super starch formula that helps your body burn fat as fuel to keep you going longer, harder, faster, above and beyond what you ever thought possible. And bam. Yeah. And walk, don't run to Generation You Can because they've got the chocolate peanut butter bars back in stock. Yes. And they are far and away the best ones. So, yeah, so get onto those. I'm thinking about getting a bunch of those for Oxfam. I'm pretty sure she's, stuff yeah, like she that. sent me a box of stuff, I think, today. So there should be some of the Ed stuff in there we can sample too. Oh, yeah. I have to check that out next time we go out to You Yanks. Yeah. All right. Well, good good to chat to you, man. Good to uh, hear something from the, the rapid pulse and, you know, from the internet straight to your ears, listeners. Thanks to Andrew, who's keeping an eye on all that sort of stuff. Um, in, good luck with all your training for everything that everyone's doing. Um, yeah, we're having fun over here. And what is it now? Only three weeks or so until my big 105K race that you oh, had. So I'm, I'm just, you know, building up slowly, just every day trying to be active. And, you know, it's really hard to 
work out what do you do to do your final training long run for 105 like i don't know i might go out 5th of july and do like a six hour event or something just to get some time on legs but just the hell of it. Yeah. you know apart from that it's all just for staying healthy there you go just gotta be mm. really careful leading up to those leading up to those races take care of yourself exactly. and eat thanks man good good food and take your vitamins yes lots of water lots of hydration attaboy all right everybody well look thank you so much for listening to this episode of the breaking the barrier podcast where zach and i hope to inspire you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible and we will catch you next time